Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Did you know that according to the AmericanAddictionCenter.org, veterans comprise of nearly a quarter of all suicide deaths in the U.S. yearly? So roughly 22 veterans a day are committing suicide, and that is not even including the active duty as well. This is a staggering number and a serious problem that needs our attention. Joining me today on the broadcast are Billy Denbo and Dakshina Bao. And let me tell you something. They are doing something about this tragic issue. They are co-founders of 22 Down, which is a disabled veteran nonprofit organization. The purpose of 22 Down is to help lower the suicide rate among veterans with PTSD. You can find out more about what they do when you go to 22down.org. That's spelled out, the number 22down.org. All right, let's get to this interview on this edition of the Victor Martin Show. So today we have Billy and Doc Sheena, or we call her Doc for short. And uh, both of you have incredible backgrounds. And I, I just want our audience to be able to get a quick snippet of, for context, why we're here today, but they need to know a little bit about your background. And then what we're going to be sharing is a pretty unique, new uh, nonprofit uh, helping veterans who suffer. Now, if you're watching or listening, here's the deal. Uh, There's lots of really good nonprofits out there helping vets. We know there's a lot of not good nonprofits out there acting like they're helping vets. So we we do all the vetting, and uh, having known them and worked with Billy, it's pretty exciting to have you guys here. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Victor. We appreciate it. Yeah. So let's start with you, Billy. Okay. Tell us about your background as military guide. All right. Unfortunately, I was Navy, not a Marine. So <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't kick me out. But uh, <laughs> but you I, carted us everywhere. I did. I did cart you a few places, uh, <laughs> and and sadly. Uh, not really in a joking manner. Yeah. Um, I did cart a few of you guys, yeah. uh, into Arlington cemetery. I worked at Arlington cemetery for a couple of years. And, uh, before I, uh, went to my first ship, I only did four before I did get out. And, mm. um, I do have a service connected disability doing all the funerals and that'll get next to you. It gets next to you. Yeah. So, um, I am myself a disabled veteran, um, Got a little bit of survivor's guilt. It mm-hmm. sneaks in every now and then. It's a heavy weight. It is. Not meant to be bared by another, but it's a reality. It is. It is a reality. Well, thank you for not giving up and pressing on and really having a heart to help guys who struggle, right? Um, undoubtedly, um, as with PTSD, it, it does what it does. Anybody that's been there and done that or as a family member that's been there knows what I'm saying. And um mm-hmm. Uh, it took its toll. I did my damage. Um, my demon came out, you know? Yeah. And, um, 2000, I put a nine millimeter in my mouth and pulled the trigger. Mm. It didn't fire. And, uh, I later used that round at the range. So it was not the round. God mm. had a bigger plan for me. Mm. You know, I figure I'm on borrowed time. I better do something mm. with it. Good for you. Yeah. 
you know, it takes courage to keep pressing on uh, because oftentimes a lot of us have tried to make a final decision on a temporary problem. And, you know, we tell folks, look, your story's not finished. You're just in a bad chapter. So keep pressing on. Don't give up. And uh, so I'm glad you're here today. And, Doc, how about you? What is your background? I was in the Navy also, and I was in for 10 years, uh, various places, mostly the D.C. area. And I was lucky to be stationed overseas in Italy for three years. Um, But the D.C. area is where uh, a lot of my trauma happened, and that is during 9-11. I was at the Pentagon when that occurred, and my office was destroyed. So that is where I developed my um, form of PTSD that I have. Um, And uh, I escaped that day, and... My mom thought that I had died for a couple hours, and my kids were two and four at the time, mm. um, so that was pretty traumatic, um, but, you know, we went through group therapy and, you know, overcame um, as much as we could, so so it took me a long time to share that story, and I have a, you know, full story that I could tell at some point, but it uh, affected me <laughs> more than I realized, right. and then the rest of the 10 years, I served in D.C., and I was also in the presidential honor guard with Billy. We served together um, back in uh, 1995. I have been really blessed with being able to stay in touch and in the military community, even as a civilian now. Mm. So I work for a nonprofit organization that supports military medical research, and it makes my heart happy every day that I'm still supporting the mission, and um, I can go to work and be happy about it. And my son is an active duty Navy member right now, stationed in San Diego. So Mm. I just am so excited and happy about a mission to help veterans suffering. (laughs) And thank you both for your service. But wait a minute. How can you have PTSD when you have never been in combat? This sounds pretty odd. Aren't y'all, is that just a weak excuse for not, uh, because that's what some people think. And take it to the next level. Well, do civilians even have? Post-traumatic stress? I thought it was only a hard combat. We know better, right? We do. People need to understand whether you've never served in the military, whether you're a first responder, whether you've had trauma in your life of any kind. When it becomes debilitating, when it affects your life, it goes from post-traumatic stress, could be a car accident, to a disorder. And when it becomes a disorder, that's when you have to really have the courage to get help. Would y'all both agree? I definitely agree. I I believe there's a stigma that uh, undoubtedly only certain scenarios generate, or in addition to that, it's only the weak. And uh, oddly enough, I I feel like under certain scenarios, it's not the weak that have it, it's the people that feel undeserving that have it. Mm. You know, Mm. when you look in, uh, in essence, survivor's guilt, it's the idea that why was my buddy taken mm-hmm. when he has a wife and kids and was a good, strong Christian man and I've been drinking and doing drugs and have no family? Why Why am I still here? Down to um, events, uh, child abuse or yep. uh, molestation and other events that occur to civilians. And Well, I mean, let's, uh, let's talk about that. I mean, Harvard did a study and they said the, the highest level of acute 
PTSD was actually in the military, wasn't necessarily related to combat, but actually a person's childhood. Because when a mind gets fractured under great stress, whatever the situation was, child abuse, right? Uh, you can't process it. You grow up, there's still that fracture. And then under the stress of combat or in the military, it starts to present itself, right? So, yeah, I just think that's one of the things that we need to get over the, the stigma. It doesn't matter if you served in combat or not. Uh, be You know, certainly A-types and driven there's always that, well, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to be, because this makes me feel weak. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's debilitating. But don't give up. Get help. And that's something that y'all offer. And that's what I want to hear a little bit about today, uh, the, the nonprofit that you just started. Absolutely. So uh, the nonprofit that we started, 22 Down, obviously, for anybody that knows, 22 represents the number of veterans that commit suicide each day. Mm. Um, as you mentioned about non-military personnel, we target and we advertise to push for the veteran cause, but mm-hmm. we wouldn't turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, I wasn't doing so well back in 2000. Right. Um, I'm doing much better these days. I'm currently unmedicated, and uh, I live some semblance of a normal life. I'm not on drugs. I don't commit crimes. I don't beat my wife. I'm not in bar fights all the time. So I feel I'm doing pretty reasonable. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag good for you. (laughs) I have my days. I do have my days as we all, but I I do have the ability to live on a somewhat normal life. And that's huge. I mean, that's huge. When we've come from backgrounds of struggle, people don't understand how huge that is, including sleep. Mm. You know, you get four hours of sleep, five, six, watch out. So with, through the years, it did take some time to get to the level that I'm at uh, of functionability. Mm. And um, although there are many organizations out there, that um, you throw a rock, you can hit an organization that's working to help this cause. Any veteran with uh, PTSD will admit that they don't exactly trust walking into the 24-year-old psychologist's office that had a silver spoon and never saw combat, right? right. You, you struggle with trust, and so you don't take advantage. Veterans don't often take advantage of these resources that are out there. Mm. Even if it's known, they don't trust it. Right. Even if it's known, they don't trust it. So through the grace of God and his guidance, I managed to be pushed and hoped and guided from others into directions. Yeah. So by the direction of others over time, I was put through a series of different programs and experienced some wonderful events. Mm. And uh, accumulatively, all of these things really helped me to, to be where I am today. Oh, I, like how you say, I like how you say that because you, you do give credit to other organizations or people that helped you. Those are, I know one is Mighty Oaks with Chad. Correct. But, you know, to hear that, look at the fruit of this. Now you're turning around and helping others. Which you you went from surviving to now thriving, which is incredible. Thank you. I do I do appreciate that. We actually obviously both appreciate that. And um, well, on a psychological level, really speaking of that, uh, helping others can also heal you, and it's that is a big it? yeah. It's a key. It's a huge key. It's very yeah. cathartic. We want them to feel like there's a bigger cause out there that they can fight for, and they don't need to either choose fight or flight, they can fight for the right causes. And that's a good thing. You well, know? I like that. 
Doc, what do you mean by journey? You take them on a journey. What's that <laughs> well, about? I, I know, but I want our audience to. <laughs> I did not expound on that yet. Um, do you want to start with that? Sure, sure. Know? So through my journey and actually with the assistance of Doc Sheena and through her journey, um, began to understand not only uh, all of these other uh, resources and how they can help, but the effects of extreme outdoor, extreme nature, extreme physical fitness events, and how they also play a part in that mental well-being. And there are many wonderful organizations that that utilize that aspect, and they take these veterans to great hikes or great physical competitions. And this is absolutely wonderful. Um, where the problem lies is that when the hike is over or the competition is over and these vets return home, that psychological high, that mental well-being slowly fades away. Right. And our love and affinity for the great outdoors and these type of events combined with an understanding of what the next steps are, um, we chose to try to bridge that gap. So our goal is we provide these same events. We take these veterans on wonderful adventures, mm-hmm. great locations, and just to have fun. Mm-hmm. But while we're there, we partner them with a veteran that is doing well and mm-hmm. that's doing a little better, mm-hmm. someone that has been to Mighty Oaks or through Celebrate Recovery or uh, our program, right. uh, one of our self-trained mentors. Yeah. And then um, instead of just taking them hiking and sending them home, um, we take them hiking to build that trust, to build that friendship, and then they have a sponsor, they have a mentor, and when they come off that mountain, somebody that guides them to those next locations to continue their healing. See, I think that's so wise because you need the mountaintop experience. You need to get away from mm-hmm. the regular stressors and, and get out there, and then, oh, stuff can happen. But you really do need follow-up, right, because that matters. And I, I think y'all's approach is not only effective, it's needed. When you're a, a warrior who's been healed and on your journey, it's almost like you can just look at someone else and go, I got a flashlight. I know the road down the little path. Come on. And there's that trust, right? So not only for the event, but also afterwards. So this is something else I really appreciate about y'all because I think our audience hears that and go, man, that makes a lot of sense but it's the follow-up and the mentorship. Y'all really are very intentional about keeping everything small. Small and focused. Yeah. I, the, there's an intentionality where some organizations lose sight and they think bigger is better, but it doesn't necessarily equate to better. Like we spend time together, us three, these last few days. That matters. So thank you for keeping things small. Yeah. 2021. How many people are y'all looking to help? 16 total um, on various events, but that is just the targeted number of um, our more extreme adventures. And then we also have smaller adventures that we would um, probably accommodate another four to six individuals on between those. Um, So probably a total between 16 and 20 people in 2021 is... Did y'all hear that? I mean, how rare is that? Normally people throwing big numbers out, uh, casting vision and going, this is what we're going to, 
But it, it really boils down to you guys are so into just the individual. We want to help each individual. We want to target and just really connect with them and make them feel what we feel and give them that hope and that vision. Like if I could just take it out of me and hand it to them, like that is what I want them to feel. Mm. When people know they're valued as an individual, not a number, not a statistic, boy, that that goes a long way, right? Yes. And not that they're going to be forgot after the event, but stayed in contact with and encouraged and built up and follow up was key. What sounds like that's going to be plenty for 2021 for y'all. And I mean, do you have a website yet? We do have a website. It's 22 down.org. That is all spelled out in our, we also have a Facebook page 22 down. Um, also spelled out. So, so not the number, but just the words. Correct. The words. 22down.org. It's org, folks. And you can check on our website, victormarks.com. We'll have that listed out so y'all can also uh, hopefully link up uh, with them and find out more for those of you that are interested. Uh, so let me ask you, what do y'all personally like to do in extreme what, what are some things you've done? Well, y'all are smiling pretty big. <laughs> That's our thing. That's mm-hmm. why we want to share it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a small world at Disney. Just <laughs> hop on it and that would keep be your amazing. hands inside That's the cart. Right. Come with us. Get Come crazy. with us. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Do you trust Woo-hoo. us yet? <laughs> um, I love extreme hikes, nature, the mountains. Um, I was born in Hawaii, and I just have always loved nature. And um, so my favorite is is extreme hikes. Um, such as like Half Dome. I, I hiked that at Yosemite, mm. uh, Mount St. Helens. The Majestic. Um, the Majestic mm. out there. And then I, I do love um, bike rides. I do 100-mile century rides, things like that. Anything to get your endorphins going and outdoors. The Jeep yeah, community. I, I is- have a newfound love for the extreme hikes as well. Um, I'm originally from Houston, and because there's no mountains there, when you go hiking, it's just running or trail <laughs> running it. or walking. Yeah. You're just walking. Well, there's an ant bed. Yeah, you're just That's... walking. So I've uh, recently been introduced to the more extreme hikes, and I, I do love that a lot. But um, originally, when 22 Down first started, um, we were starting to get really big in the Jeep community. Mm. I like uh, the Jeep on the trails, living, oh, off, yeah. living out of the Overlander tent right out of the back of the Jeep. So, yeah, between Jeeps and uh, these great hikes, and then um, we actually have a fairly large following in the fishing community. Well, now, what if, what if someone doesn't have the physical stamina or they have a disability? Uh, you just grind them and then <laughs> drag them behind and <laughs> suck we it have, up, buttercup. Yeah, we have special backpacks for that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, How about No, we, we tailor um, to – we also have uh, activities that are – nature oriented and um smaller hikes less strenuous for individuals that don't have that stamina and we do um camping maybe like a it would be an easier hike but uh like an overnight camping thing we do that um some of it will be in the ozarks um the ozark mountains very beautiful And, and people really do respond well to the outdoors don't they you you see how they start to melt and the stress starts to go down they start breathing uh, they can't even help themselves. Right. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why we live in Colorado. Oh, it's beautiful. As we look out the window and see big Pikes Peak, there there is something about the great outdoors and where God shows off. I think it's good to, to take people. Now, hey, you're listening and watching this right now. 
uh, my gosh, you get out there and enjoy it. Take a walk. Uh, go fishing. Take a hike. Uh, you know, enjoy what God's given. And I think that it will help you to remember or to learn why what these folks do matter in helping veterans. Now, y'all do a little something fun. I've seen some videos where y'all get to a certain spot. Y'all drop down. We do. Yeah, the 22 push-up challenge. Um, anybody on Facebook has probably run across it at some time or two. So the origins of the 22 push-up challenges during uh, PTSD Awareness Month, it's uh, 22 push-ups for 22 days, and you nominate mm. 22 people, one each day, um, nice. obviously to spread it. Um, we've made a little bit of modifications to that and we just look for somebody to do their 22 and we will go to these locations like mount st helens or uh, mount hood out of oregon or glacier overlook and glacier national park and Mm -hmm. we will do our 22 push-ups and post them good now so you'll have social media we do have social media that is correct yes we have facebook and instagram and youtube and then our um, website great well we want people to go Take a look at it. Follow y'all. And if God leads y'all, uh, support because y'all run off of donations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a big budget, but it's a needed budget. And, you know, we know that God has a way of putting things on people's hearts to respond. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted y'all on the broadcast today is so that people can understand, hey, here's a very small, very intentional, very effective group that is making a difference in individual lives. We invite you to um, support in any way you can, whether it's prayer, whether it's um, sending us videos of you doing 22 push-ups, whether it's you encouraging people to like our page, whatever it is, however you can help and encourage people, that's what we're looking for is just your support. Yeah, Yeah, we have one goal, and that's to help veterans. And if it's one at a time, it's one at a time. You know, the interesting thing about, um, if you look at Jesus and how he operated, he started with a group of 13 and somehow worked it down to 12 by the time it was done. <laughs> but I, uh, I was involved in a program called the way of the alongsider some years ago. And it talked about the idea of one-on-one ministry and the impact that it has. And, mm. um, I can't do the numbers off the top of my head, but if you invite it works one person to church every day for 20 years, yeah. You know, the vision of multiplication, whereas if you take one person and you spend a year with them and then you go your separate ways and then they each spend a year with somebody else, you're looking at two million as opposed to 15,000. Literally reaching more people for Christ and stadiums. And I agree. I mean, Christ was the model. And we do that here at the training center, the leadership training center in Colorado. So Small groups, we are so far that. And because you guys are more of a startup and whatnot, we, we want to be part of that. So ATP Ministries is going to uh, gift you all a grant for $5,000. And uh, we hope that helps and will encourage people to know we put our money where our mouth is. We, we can't do it for everyone, uh, but we can definitely do it for the ones God puts on our heart. So enjoy that. So we asked two questions, just real simple at the end of a broadcast. Uh, the first one is, what is your perception of Eileen and I, who we are as people? Real. Mm. That's the easiest way to put it. Mm. Um, there is a tendency, and I, I don't mean to bash any Christian <clears throat> leaders, but there is a tendency to put on a facade when you 
teach a word of judgment, you have to walk a, a very straight line. Mm. Whereas if you teach the word of love and forgiveness and the good news that is actually given to us, you have the ability to be real. Mm. And uh, you guys are real. That's sweet, man. Thank you. Thank you. Second question is, for each one of you, we're all going to die. We've, we've all been close to death. But when you die, what's going to happen to you individually, and why do you believe that? Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you believe you're going to heaven for uh, the person listening? You know, as straightforward as I say that is if I believe it, um, one of my struggles is the idea of forgiveness. I'm very hard on myself. So mm-hmm. I say that like I just know it because I'm supposed to. But um, I believe what the Bible says. I read the scriptures and it tells me that all I have to do is trust and believe and have faith, mm-hmm. right? And if I ask for forgiveness and I really believe, then I'm given grace. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Doc? I definitely believe that I will go with Jesus. I will go to heaven. I, I do believe that. I believe that God sees people's hearts. Mm. And whatever mistakes I make and have made in life, um, I have good intentions, and, and I always try to keep my heart true. And so I don't think that God could ever say no to that. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate both of you being here. And we love when people just kind of share their thoughts about afterlife. And we get a full spectrum of thoughts. And, and uh, so thanks for sharing y'all's uh, personal position at this time. And God bless you. God bless Press you. forward. And hey, whatever God's calling you to do in your lane, let's get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time, 